Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the author incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, 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 everybody. Super excited to be back at Book Journeys Radio. I am actually broadcasting today from lovely San Diego. Uh, just spent the morning walking on the beach with one of our authors, Mike Rostovsky. And I'm super excited now to be talking to another Difference Press author, as we do every week on Book Journeys, about how they went from having an idea for a book to actually getting that book done out in the world and making a difference. Today we're going to talk to a two-time author and life coach, um, business coach, therapist, um, intuitive life coach, Maggie Huffman. Um, Maggie is the author of two books, Whoops, I Forgot to Achieve My Potential, and WTF, I Still Believe This Shit. Um, Maggie, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, let's start off by telling people about Whoops and WTF. What are your books about and who are they for? Okay. So um, Whoops is my first book, Whoops, I Forgot to Achieve My Potential, and it's um, for for Anybody who wakes up one day and says, wow, how did I get here? This isn't what I planned for my life. You know, how do I get, how do I get back on track? Or do I want to get back on track? Is it too late to get back on track? You know, all those things that start swirling in your mind. And so whoops is a plan to, it's a, it's a process, it's a plan to help you figure out, okay, what do I want to do now? Not what do I not what did I want to do back when I was a superstar at, you know, 22 or whatever. What do I want to do now and how do I do it? How do I, how do I make those kinds of changes in my life? How do I do it in a fun, totally immersive kind of way? How, how, how do I make it be a fun process, not just an, an end state, not about a goal? Mm. And then, um, and then my, the second book, WTF, is for people who try to do that and they find that they keep making the same mistakes. They keep, you know, ending up where they don't want to be. And that's really about discovering what are our outdated beliefs, how do we find them, root them out, change them, and really get our beliefs, which, by the way, are just thoughts we've thought many, many times till we think that they're true and they become beliefs. So how do we get those thoughts aligned with who we want to be, what we want to do, where we want to go? Love it. So, um, so a lot of people who listen to this show have a lot of ideas for, for books, and clearly you had at least two, um, and I suspect mm-hmm. there is more, and we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. How did you pick that topic, uh, especially for the first book, but even for both of them, how did you narrow down all of your ideas into a single uh, topic or concept for a book? 
So for um, actually for all for both of them and for the one that I'm going to be going to be um, working on, I actually looked at what I'm doing. So I am a coach, and I really looked at how do I help my my clients the most? How where am I most impactful? What 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 are they thinking? You know, what are the thoughts that are going through that their head, and how can I best help them? How can I best serve them? And instead of trying to figure out anything, you know, theoretical, I just really, really looked at what I'm, what I'm already doing and what's the most effective. And then of course I, I wanted to amplify it, but I, 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 um, yeah, I really looked where I am and where they are. Mm. And so were there moments when you were writing either of your books that you had ideas uh, for other books to come in? And if so, how did you handle that? <laughs> yes, all the time. I think that was probably one of the at – the, at the beginning in my first book, that was one of the hardest things for me to manage um, because I thought, oh, I need to throw everything in, right? It has to – I need mm. the kitchen sink and I need the refrigerator and I have all this stuff that I want everybody to know. And um, I found that I was, you know, initially getting really off topic and off off message. And I, I finally – I did what I do with a lot of other, other things. I would just write the idea down on a post-it and stick it on a page and say, I will get to that later. And when I'm all done, if it's missing, I can add it. If not, it's another book. Love the idea, it. Of, totally having, love it. I, the idea of, of, of having more books in the future made me feel really, really rich. So then I didn't have mm. to you know, spend it all on this one book. So do you think, uh, had you wanted to write a book uh, before, uh, so you wrote your first book, I think, almost a year ago now. Um, you've gotten mm-hmm. two books out in a year. Had you wanted to write a book in the past? Um. You know, I sort of thought about it. I actually wrote a really, really crappy book when I was 27. Um, I wrote my memoirs, you know, like how how uh, how ridiculous is that at 27 writing a memoir? But, um, and I never did anything with it, but I, I knew I could write enough bulk to, to make a book. Um, but I really, I honestly did not know that I wanted to write a book. It wasn't something that I carried with me until the idea just came in full, full, full bloom. I, it was like, yep, you need to write a book. And why do you think, why do you think that happened? Why do you think you had so much clarity around that? Um, I think it was, it was ready in me. I think I understood that um, I, I needed to write a book. Well, actually it's because, the concept of a nonfiction book opened up for the first time that, mm. that it doesn't have to, that, you know, a book, a book doesn't have to be a story. A book is so much more powerful than that. So mm. um, once I, once that opened, once that became a possibility for me, it was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Got it. So did you have a vision for what success would look like with your book before you started? Um, yes, but it morphed along the way. So my vision for success was, um, writing a book and having it be, um, 
accurate, very well written, um, you know, well constructed, you know, critically um, quality, it, you know, of quality, um, and to, and actually isn't what success looks like to me now. Mm. Um, so. Along the way, I, the idea of making a difference with my book really took hold, and that changed that changed what success meant. So success then became finding my ideal reader, connecting with my ideal reader, really connecting, um, hearing my ideal reader, and speaking to my ideal reader in in the book in a meaningful way, making a difference, mm. and. And all that other stuff about whether, you know, the grammar was 100% perfect and the sentence structure was awesome became irrelevant. So fascinating. Yeah, I think, um, you know, writing a book means so many different things to different people. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, having perfect grammar or having something beautifully written. Like, that's definitely a great goal. But I think the problem mm-hmm. for people is that they have they don't really know what their goal is. So they have a bunch of these different ideas um, and they're all mushed together and they're not really thinking about, wait, what do I actually really want here and picking something and being clear with it? Yeah. And really that leads into um, a lot of writer's block. So that will stop you if you have a lack of clarity. So I'm wondering, did writer's block show up for you? And if so, how did you deal with that? Yeah, um, writer's, block, writer's Block, interestingly, showed up for me more in my second book. In the first mm. book that I wrote, I wrote it in a in um, three days, in the three days to done process. And it was, you know, it's very disciplined. I'm going to write so, I'm going to write this chapter, this topic, so many words in this two-hour block. And then I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to come back. And so you don't have a lot of time when you do that um, to go off on, on little head trips and to, you know, waste time yelling at yourself or mind chatter. There's just no time for that. And the second book, I just, I said, okay, I'm going to write this in a more, more relaxed pace. And, um, oh boy, that opened up so much time for that mind chatter. And that was really what was behind my, a lot of my writer's block. Things that, that really did surprise me, like, um, who am I to be writing a book um, when I'd already written? Mm. A book? You know who? You know who? Am, who am I? That fraud factor stuff that came in. And, and so, and things, do you think things, you recognize that? Like when you saw that thought come up, what what worked um, for you? Because a lot of times that will slow people down. Like people go get a certification. Like they'll try to answer that question. Um, by, oh, this is my favorite one. I'm going to interview 100 people who are experts, and that's going like, to give me the credibility. So how did you answer yourself when those questions came up? I Well, so, you know, of course, I, I did have a, um, a first reaction like, oh, yeah, I should probably go study or I should go do more research or I should go talk to people. And I did recognize it, that that was pure pure fraud factor coming coming in you know imposter syndrome so i did i did things like um go for a bike ride i would mm. put on you know variety shows for my pets you know turn on creativity in a different way um i would write i would write using like um a journal or morning pages and that where 
where the, the whole goal is just, you know, dump, dump from your brain, get it out, stream of consciousness. And then I would find that as I worked through that, I would get into, I'd, I'd start writing content and I'd be going, oh, this is, this is good. I don't need a certification. I don't need, I don't need out. I don't, I don't, I just need to keep, to keep going. And that, mm. that worked really well for me. Yeah, the, um, finding other creative outlets and then just clearing the crap that was in my head. That worked. So for you, um, what, what was, what do you think was the biggest surprise um, during the process of writing your book? Um, what, what kind of surprised you the most or was different than maybe the fantasy of writing a book? Um, I think at a, at a really um, fundamentally, it surprised me that it was much more of an emotional process than an intellectual process. Um, I thought it was going to be all about the act of writing, the, the, um, the, the effort of, like I said, constructing sentences, editing, all that. And it, and it, that wasn't what it was all about for me. It was, mm-hmm. it was the emotional process. It was the mm-hmm. defining, defining the book, connecting with the reader, Stepping into the concept of being an author, which is for me very different than being a writer. I wrote crap all the time in my professional life, but that's different than being an author. And I and the fact that that identity was different for me surprised me. Huh. Fascinating. So um, I think that what happens um, is that people think it's just about the the technical execution and they don't yeah. realize identity stuff is going to come into play. How did you, how did you manage that? I know you're a life coach. Um, did you have tools mm-hmm. that you used to coach yourself or how, how did you approach that? And really I'm asking that so people who are listening can kind of know that's going to come up and then have some ideas for how to manage that when it does come up. So, um, I definitely had some tools that, that I like to use. Um, I have some rituals that made me, um, when, when I made me, well, first I, I gave my, myself permission when I recognized, oh, this is a different journey than I thought it was going to be. I gave myself permission to um, have that kind of journey rather than a technical journey. Um, and then I created rituals that allowed me to, step into that mind space and that, that person become that person. Like uh, for me, they're rituals like lighting candles and breathing and uh, having certain colors around me, things like that. Um, And um, maybe, maybe listening to a certain piece of music or something, just, you know, really giving myself that kind of um, that kind of space but also guided meditations so I could begin mm. to envision. And, and then a developmental editor, an editor, you know, coach, had, I had the luxury of that, which was phenomenal. So when I, if I got stuck myself, 
you know, I was able to reach out and ask and was almost always told, yep, that's normal. Here's what works for me or here's what works for me or, you know, um, process, you know, that's you doing doing the stuff. That's the caterpillar becoming the butterfly. It's not always <clears throat> pretty, but, but it mm-hmm. is what happens. Totally. Okay, so I want to talk about timing. So two books in a year. Um, I know you're going to be starting your third one within the same year. Most people would say that's impossible. Um, so <laughs> why do you think you were able to do this so quickly and – you know, let's say you had five years to write these two books. Do you think that would have been easier if you had more time? No, no. The last question first. It would have been so much harder if I had five five years um, because the goal wouldn't – if I took five years to write a book, the goal is not writing a book. The goal would then mm. be be writing a book. You know, I am writing a book, not to have written a book. Um, and, and there's the more really within reason, the more time you have, the more you want to throw in the kitchen sink and the refrigerator, the more revisions you want to make. And, and also as you, as I go through time, I change. So the more time you have, the more change is going on in you. And the more your ideas change, you lose that moment of clarity, um, that you have in a, in a shorter duration. There's, there's always time for an, another message. There's always time for the message to change. But the moment of clarity that you have when you're inspired to write a book, when you choose to write a book, when you decide this is my time, that's a commitment to that's a commitment that has a moment of clarity, and that's what needs to get in the book. I mean, I just believe that. That's that's the way the universe is structured. That's what that's what needs to be in the book. So it's not impossible at all because because that's that's the way the universe is structured. You don't have to incorporate everything. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And so, um, so in some ways you're saying writing a book quicker is easier. What are the ways that mm-hmm. writing a book more quickly is harder? And you haven't done it both ways, so that's a trick question. But what do you imagine is the harder piece of it? Um, I would imagine the hardest piece is controlling the number of revisions you want to make, um, preventing yourself from going back and starting all over because you have a new piece of wisdom that absolutely changes the way everything must be. You know, um, uh, um, I would also think that there would be so much more time to go through all those distortions, all those, all the um, emotional stuff. And not for, not necessarily for your benefit. Like you mm. meet another, you meet somebody, you you see the book that you thought you were going to write. Somebody else wrote it in a different voice, their life experience, whatever. But you you start to compare yourself, and you think, oh, I have to do something different now, or I'm not good enough. Oh, they're better than I am. There's just so much more room for that. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> totally. And and I think there's like a much more ninja level of self-management um, because it's happening mm-hmm. so quickly. You have to be able to access those tools and know what's happening when it's really the identity issues, the who am I to write this book issues. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't have time to figure that out over six months if you're writing the book in three months. You have to be able to identify the issue and coach with yourself or coach with someone to solve that issue in, like, 24 to 48 hours as opposed to, you yes. know, 24 to 48 weeks. Yeah. So let's talk about and it's, it's also Go ahead. It's also possible to just defer it. You know, if you're in a short period of time, you just say, you know, do sort of a Scarlett O'Hara. Well, I'll worry about that tomorrow. Meanwhile, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. Well, you can't do that over six months. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about the publishing process. Um, what about the publishing process was different uh, than you expected? Um, so does it, by publishing, do you mean, do you include, are you including the editing piece? Um, or really I'm interested in getting it in the world. Like once it was done, getting it published and promoting it, I think people often Uh have a very, um, if you build it, they will come sort of uh, imagination. Okay. And so how, how was that different maybe? (laughs) <laughs> well, it isn't. It isn't. If you build it, they will come. And there's no cornfield, and there's no Kevin Costner. And yeah, mm. it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. The launch has a magic and an energy um, that's amazing, and it is sort of self-perpetuating. I find I have a bit of a um, a postpartum kind of reaction because mm. so much. So much has gone into the birthing of this book, and it's such a high while during the launch and, you know, um, publishing on Amazon, giving, um, choosing to, to do an ebook first and um, having some days that Amazon lets you uh, give the book away so you can really, um, really promote it. You can really get people's interest and get reviews, and all that energy is really fun, and then it dies down and if you don't if you don't have a plan to to keep keep the momentum going that's that's when that in that diet that period where it dies down that's where I get postpartum and I have to um gear myself back up because it's 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 ongoing it you have to um create awareness and remember why you're doing the book and for me the book is my both of my books are about awareness, credibility, and to support my um, my practice, um, not to um, just make a living off of a book. So, so the commitment, the long term commitment to keeping my book alive and um, in people's um, uh, in people's awareness takes a lot of energy. I, I, mm-hmm. and, and I don't. I don't mean that in a, uh, you know, a soul sucking way. It's just, that's part of, it's not, it becomes part of an ongoing thing that I do, that I have to do, that we have to do. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, like a lot of times when I talk to people, they'll, they'll talk about their book and they'll use this term passive income. Um, So they'll be like, Uh, Oh, I just, you know, I just wanted a little passive income and you can make money from your book sales for sure. Um, but it just sort of, uh, there's a lot of work to do to sell a book for, you know, $5 or $15. And so I think people are surprised to learn that there's an effort, no matter what kind of publisher you work with, if you self-publish, if you work Mm -hmm. with a hybrid publisher like us, if you work with a traditional publisher, 
um, you know, a couple books might sell themselves, but you don't just put it up there and then, you know, magic happens. There's a, a commitment yeah. and an energy that you have to keep giving to it for your book to give that energy back. And it's a very, yeah. um, it's almost like when your kid goes to college, there's a change in the relationship with your book when you're creating it than after it's launched into the world. And that energy has to change. That's a great analogy, your kid going to, your kid going to college. Because, yeah, you don't stop. You don't stop supporting the book and, and giving it, definitely it's all about the energy. You don't, you, you don't just stop. I don't think even if there were passive income, there's nothing passive about it. <laughs> passive, passive is not the right word. <laughs> For sure. So in our last few minutes, um, I wanted to get your advice. Oh, and I should, I'm just going to go back over this before I ask this question. Maggie Huffman, who we're talking to today, she is the author of Whoops, I Forgot to Achieve My Potential, and WTF, I Still Believe This Shit. And you can find out more about Maggie. You can get her books on Amazon. Um, but you can find out more about her, the work that she does with her, with her clients uh, and her books at Talk to Maggie. That's M-A-G-G-I-E, talktomaggie.com. Um, so go ahead and check that out. You will see both of her book covers there. And she's also got a cool quiz that you can take. Um, to learn more about your beliefs, so you can take her belief quiz there and read more about her book. Um, so, Maggie, in our last couple minutes, I wanted to ask you, um, if somebody wants to write a book, but they haven't been able to finish it, maybe they haven't even been able to narrow down on that topic, I'm sure you get asked this all the time now that you've written two books in a year. Mm -hmm. um, but what advice would you give to someone who's like, oh, I really need to do my book, but they haven't done it? What would you say? Honestly, the first piece of advice I would say is talk to Angela, um, and they can see if they they fit because that's just – if there is any th such thing as magic, which I believe there is, um, working with you is magic. Um, uh, and uh, – I, I, out of out of just you know pure put it out there for the universe. I have to, that's the first thing I I have to say to them. But this then the second if you say well I'm not sure or I need to think about it more. Um, I think I would say two two real pieces of advice. The first is how badly do you want to get your message out there? Is it is it important and consider the fact that you might be very selfish by not giving somebody something that they need. So all of your, mm. all of, all of the deliberations and worrying about, am I good enough and all that in a way can be selfish and that can help you get through it. If you recognize, Oh, that's just not so important. And the, this, I think the second thing is um, a, a piece of advice that was important for me was come to terms with your own voice. This is your book, your voice. You don't have to write somebody else's book. And there's a relief that comes with that, that makes it doable. I mean, when I, when I settled into the fact that this was going to be my voice, I didn't have to be professor Huffman. I didn't have to be, um, you know, somebody who was going to be on the Oprah show. I just had to be me it was so much easier and a lot of things just a lot of blocks 
just fell away. So um, that's the other piece of advice. Find your, find your voice and, and recognize that that's what it's supposed to be. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Maggie Huffman, um, her newest book is WTF, I Still Believe This Shit. She'll have a new book coming out in September, I believe, Maggie. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. So get on her list. Um, Go to talktomaggie.com for that. Um, I am going to be out here in San Diego um, for the rest of the week. Super excited talking to lots of entrepreneurs and life coaches about their books and how they can make a difference. Um, and then I will be heading back to D.C. We've got a, a red carpet launch of a bunch of new authors coming up in just a couple weeks. So I am excited about that. Wanted to let you guys know we have a group. Uh, you can actually write your book with Maggie Huffman, and you would have her expertise of having done this twice. We have a group that starts on May 24th, and those books will come out September 1st. Um, there are two spots left in that group, and we, um, we're going to be changing the format, and our prices are going to be going up. So if you want to get in at the current prices and in the current format, these are the last two spots available. Um, you can head over to theauthorincubator.com slash apply. Um, you'll go through an application process and watch a video that will tell you all about the program. So we can help to identify if you're a fit for the program and if we are a fit for you. At the end of that video, you will have an opportunity to schedule a call with me. So looking forward to that, and we will be back next week. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com. Thank you.